Welcome to Work in Progress, the podcast for everyone who wants to make space in their lives for doing what they love, be it a passion project or a career. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Work in Progress. I'm Eva. And I'm Mona. And today we're talking to Stephanie Folds from the Ecolarder, which is a new zero waste shop in Edinburgh. Yeah, and we actually recorded in the Ecolarder itself. Um, which was great, surrounded by all the beautiful produce and uh, wonderful customers. So you'll probably hear a little bit of that background noise, but we definitely think that def- adds to the yeah, ambient atmosphere. So you guys can feel like you were there with us. Totally. So it was a really inspiring and refreshing interview with Stephanie. And one of the things that I think came across to me really strongly was just how um, energetic and how much of a can-do attitude she has. So Stephanie was already a business owner when she came up with the idea and the business plan for the Ecolada. Um, she already ran a yoga studio with her husband. Um, and actually, it was in the very final stages of her pregnancy um, that Stephanie decided to kind of put pen to paper and really plot out an idea for the Ecolada and really pull together a business plan which to me is just kind of crazy and incredible and it's inspiring. Incredible. I mean, I am not um, pregnant or with child, so that's the same thing. I mean, <laughs> I am not pregnant or I don't have kids, but I would imagine that in the final stages of pregnancy, I don't know, I, I would assume that's the last thing you're going to think about, starting a new business, but wow. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And and I mean, even more incredibly, like the Ecolada was up and running and a fully-fledged business well within a year of her having that idea, so... Um, it was really, really incredible to hear about someone juggling a brand new business, a brand new baby, and, you know, doing both obviously very successfully. So um, for all you women out there, definitely kind of an inspiring uh, listen. Um, and I think also there was just a kind of fearlessness about her attitude that really struck us. So, you know, I think for those of us who are maybe overthinkers, we have a lot to learn from her, her <laughs> attitude of like, if it's meant to be, it will be successful. And if it's not meant to be, then you can just put that to bed. And uh, I loved I loved that. And I'm hoping to take away some more of that attitude <laughs> into yeah. my own life. Can I just ask Mona, because one thing that we don't really talk about very much on the podcast or in our intros is that you are currently pregnant, yeah. <laughs> about to pop. <laughs> about to, like, literally about to pop. So I'm due one week today from the day we were recording. So was that, how did you feel about that, kind of um, interviewing someone who, last week we also talked to Joe Tennant, the photographer, who was talking a lot about how when she had um, children that she kind of felt like she wanted to set a good example and do something that she loved and then there's Stephanie who in her final stages of her pregnancy was writing a business plan and wanting to do something else does that sort of encourage you or do you feel like oh my god like bloody <laughs> <laughs> super women yeah I mean it's totally a mixture of both I mean like part of me is like oh my god all I can imagine manage is to like nap and like eat and so I'm amazed that they're doing all of these things but no um yeah it totally left me inspired it made me just think as women, we are capable of so many things, and I'm kind of really excited for the kind of mm. um, the next phase and for expanding my own expectations of myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally inspiring, a little bit intimidating, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's all of us, even those who are not pregnant, we're still like, wow, how do, how do they manage how to do, do that? that? Yeah. But yeah, like you said, totally, totally inspiring. I was also quite inspired by how community-minded Stephanie and the Ecolarder um, 
is R as an entity. And so she and her family, they organize these amazing beach cleanups and other volunteering projects. They also run workshops at the Eco Lauder to educate the public on how to, you know, become zero waste if they're interested in how to reduce plastic or packaging in their lives and just how to maybe even be a more ethical and um, sustainable shopper. And her whole family gets involved with that. I think her um, husband, Matt, also runs a lot of these workshops. Um, I think her mom also helps in the business. And then if you follow Stephanie or the Ecolada on Instagram, you'll see that the baby is also quite involved. I so, think the dog's also part of the <laughs> enterprise as well. So it seems like a real family business, but with a real sense of community and bringing people into that community, which I thought was was really nice and interesting um, and it seemed like you know rather than just a business that tries to make a profit and sell stuff to people it really seems the kind of place that really wants to bring people into the community make them have a voice get them involved and um, yeah have sort of like a feeding off of each other so I was really inspired by that and I think that's just one of the reasons why it's such a nice space as well Absolutely, yeah. And also total respect to anyone who can work with that other half, because I know from personal perspective that would drive me completely mad, but they seem to do it incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I mean, the whole um, purpose of the Eco Lada is encouraging all of us to live a much more sustainable life. Um, and it, I think it, certainly for me, someone I know, Eva, you're obviously much more kind of mindful about those types of things than I am, although I hope, hopefully aspire to, to kind of... Um, to do more, um, you know, ethical and sustainable living. But I think it was useful to hear Stephanie's perspective and her acknowledgement that it can be quite difficult and intimidating for people to know where to begin. Mm. Um, and also just it can be quite overwhelming. I think we are constantly, you know, bombarded with messages about how, you know, we've only got X number of years before sea levels rise or whatever it might be. And I think she was quite conscious of how intimidating it can be for some people to feel like they can make a meaningful contribution. Um, but there are lots of kind of um, tangible examples that she gives um, throughout the podcast about how to make um, even small changes um, for those of us who aren't necessarily kind of already very active in this space. Um, and she gives some great advice, one, one of which, which I'll just sort of uh, pull out because I myself have acted on it since speaking to Stephanie was about making eco bricks so mm. Stephanie will explain them but it's a way of kind of using single-use plastics that can't currently be recycled um, for a sustainable purpose and uh, yeah I came straight home and I've been collecting wow. my single-use plastics ever since so yeah uh, kind of yeah a real sort of tangible example of how to how to make a more slightly more sustainable life happen. But I think that's so interesting as well because um, you know there's always that debate going on in well the public or environmental spaces of how much individual action actually matters in terms of climate change you know there are a lot of skeptics who say whatever we do is not going to make any difference and in a way I think they are right at the end of the day the big polluters have to get involved so businesses and you know the fossil fuel industries and you know all that stuff has to be regulated by governments but at the same time it's so important for people to become more aware of what they can do as consumers and what they can do on a small scale even if it's a drop in the ocean at the end of the day you know that kind of helps us to become more conscious and also i think it drives us to hold um businesses to account in a way because otherwise we're just not aware mm -hmm. of all the things that are going wrong really yeah so i thought that was really interesting and i think that whole 
dimension of environmental education that the Eco Lotto drives forward was really inspiring. Definitely. So yeah, I mean, there's so many um, amazing and interesting takeaways from Stephanie's attitude and her mindset. So listen in because this is a really good one. Today we're talking to Stephanie Falls, co-owner of the Ecolada. The Ecolada, uh, for those of you who don't know, is Edinburgh's first zero waste, plastic, and packaging-free supermarket. And we're actually here today, so you might In the hear a bit of background noise. Beautiful surroundings. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Very exciting. But it's also more than just a shop. Um, it's also a social enterprise, and um, Stephanie. Uh, runs initiatives here in line with the shop's values. So they also run beach cleans, uh, free workshops on how to create zero waste cleaning products. Um, and newly, as we're just hearing, um, Stephanie has opened a yoga studio in the back of the shop as well. So there's tons and tons going on. Um, and they also offer monthly subscription boxes where you can get groceries delivered by bike to your home or office. Um, so Stephanie and her partner, Matt, they also own the Sunshine Yoga uh, studio in Edinburgh's West End, and um, there's no shortage of exciting things to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive in. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having us. Thank you so Thank much you for, for coming in. No worries, yeah. especially if you've had such a busy day. We've just been hearing from Stephanie that she has been uh, filmed by STV today. Yeah, it was like they've been in once before when we first opened, um, but there's a lot going on, as you guys probably know, with um, Extinction Rebellion and climate change. Oh, of course yeah very topical it's really topical and there's a bunch of things um in the media so we get um asked you know to to comment and but it was more the customers that were filmed today and their opinions and why they're shopping here and and that kind of thing oh amazing yeah yeah and maybe before we delve into what the eco larder does um so you obviously have a lot to do lots of stuff going on yes and it seems like you're very entrepreneurial is that sort of like your background do you have a kind of a background in business or did you just Um, kind of randomly come to being uh, yeah I think um well at university I studied uh international business and languages uh German and Spanish um and but the we, I did have a course, a module on entrepreneurship, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think since then I've really enjoyed it. My mom had, like, a little beauty shop when I was tiny in the mm-hmm. Netherlands, so maybe that's had some influence on things. Oh, amazing. Um, and, yeah, I think my dad's quite entrepreneurial, but unfortunately, sorry, Dad, always failed at it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like some background there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's really amazing. But and um, I mean, I don't want to presume anything, but you look like you're still quite young. So. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you very much. Amazing to put in so much in such a. May have aged about a decade in the last year. <laughs> well, I think we wouldn't hold it against you. It seems like you've got lots going yeah, on. Yeah, but um, I am coming up for my birthday so it's always hard to remember how old you are when you're coming yeah. up for your birthday so I'm turning 32 soon oh <laughs> yeah. I have the same issue yeah. my birthday is soon and I'm like I made myself older the other day someone was like how old are you and I'm like 35 and I was like wait no I, that's not true no <laughs> exactly <laughs> not there yet not yeah. quite I've got birthdays quite close by then because mine's coming up as well so yeah, yeah. Oh, 33 so, so are we all Gemini's 
No, I'm Taurus. I'm oh, a you're, Gemini. I'm a Gemini, yeah. yeah. So I'm 31 right now. Okay. <laughs> but um, my oh, no. daughter's Taurus as well, oh. and it's her birthday next week. You need to oh. watch out for us Taurians. Oh. Yeah. I'm like strong-minded. Yes. <laughs> That's good, good luck. You good. need that, though. You need yeah. to know with Geminis who can be quite, you know... Up in their there, heads yes, and airy, fairy, yeah, yes, definitely. very much. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that. so yeah. um, tell us a bit, sort of, about the e-collar. Like, when did you start thinking about opening a zero waste shop, and how did you sort of develop the concept? When I was eight months pregnant, the idea came, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and the the concept was there because we were just so much plastic so much waste and buying the pressure of when you're pregnant of buying all that stuff mm. was very immense for me mm-hmm. overwhelming um and i wanted to at first kind of offset that with uh, reducing my own plastic and waste etc but it just wasn't an option in edinburgh mm. so idea was there i thought you know what we need a zero waste shop mm-hmm. um because there wasn't anything like it at all um, in Edinburgh. But then, uh, eight months pregnant, so sort of tootling around. That's, that's a little bit of rice or couscous yeah, in the background. Three sound effects for you guys. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Nice Everyone knows what to um, buy here. <laughs> this is the sound you hear all the time, you know, filling up containers. But um, anyway, I was 11 days overdue. And uh, as I was showing you before, um, I was really large and I couldn't move for 11 days I was just stuck in my little wiggle chair going <laughs> back and forth and I wrote the entire business plan wow. when I was in that phase because I just couldn't move and, wow. and then Matt my husband he was he just he was really like supportive he was like right let's do this are you sure are you really sure you want to do this yeah. I'm like yeah but then he actually Matt is so passionate about waste like that's his thing and then maybe I'm like more creative and then he's like um, really passionate about waste and also really good at implementing things okay yeah that's a necessary skill to have I can imagine yeah 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 Yeah. so um, he was like are you sure you want to do this yes okay we'll just sit here for 11 days and write Like, not only were you, like, you know, nine months pregnant, but you also run another business, right? You were yeah. already running your yoga studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. were you... How did you have the confidence to kind of think, I'm already, like, bossing one business. <laughs> I'm just going to start another one and have a baby. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I think... Um, I don't really look at what's going on in life. I just think what's a good idea and yeah. go go and don't do it. it. Yeah, yeah, don't overthink anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's amazing because I think a lot of people would be, you know, especially at that point being pregnant, I would assume sort of being like, I have to prepare myself for this new phase with a baby oh. rather than, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, little Jasmina just joins in with everything. Oh, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. She, yeah. That's so incredible. I find that really um, interesting because um, so last week or in our last episode, we interviewed Jo Tennant, who's a photographer, and we kind of asked her as well. So how she went about setting up a business while she was, 
don't know if she was pregnant or she was having young children. She already had a couple of young kids. Yeah, but sort of having young children, and um, she was basically saying, "Well, I wanted to be an example for my kids to do something Aww, that I love." Oh, that's know? nice. And I yeah, think that's so inspiring. Yeah, yeah, amazing. It's it's a good, you just combine it, and people like look at you all shocked and everything. But at three month when she was three months old, Jasmina, we got asked to the chamber of commerce in like some sort of fancy meeting, and I was like, "Well, I'm breastfeeding." so I'll just like take the baby mm-hmm. and then like she needed milk in the conference room <laughs> like in the chamber of commerce and I was just like right whip it out and then we go <laughs> so, but it oh. felt really empowering and really yeah, good I was yeah. like this is how it should be oh, like I should not like, I like um, creating things and doing good things and doing businesses mm-hmm. that make a social impact it's like just a you know I'm strongly embedded in in that and um like having a baby and being a mother is just part of life Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's part of a bigger you yeah 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 that's really nice and so so you said that your husband is like the kind of so I guess you're the kind of ideas person and (laughs) you bring a lot of the passion and energy and your husband's really good at putting things into reality so yeah am I right in thinking that setting up the crowdfunder was quite a big part of being able to make the business a reality oh yeah it was everything because we didn't have um anything so um We've got a nice yoga community. We talked about it at the yoga studio at Sunshine, you know, quite a bit. And people were like, yeah, that'd be so good to have that. And um, so we just, we had a, a couple of hours one day and we created the crowdfunder, created the website and we put it out there. And we said, if it makes the crowdfunding, it's meant to be. If it doesn't, it's not meant to be. And how far was this from the initial idea from you being... You know, so we started the crowdfunder when she was nine weeks old. Wow. Yeah. I thought say like within the space of like yeah. two months. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We started that then, and uh, and then the crowdfunding itself, like uh, it lasted for uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks, and okay. then yeah. and then we had got the space and everything. I had a couple of months. This was like a bombshell somebody described it as an indoor tip and it it really really was (laughs) so we tried to turn it around as quickly as we could yeah and sort of that crowdfunding um approach was that um like how did you find that exercise I mean was it kind of sort of nerve-wracking hoping that people would get engaged were you sort of trying yeah. to push it quite hard or yeah. you imagine, like constantly sitting and pressing refresh yeah. <laughs> well the thing is so many people were doing that they were like it was such an exciting race to watch I was refreshing non-stop I, I have yeah. to say I also I participated oh in yeah thing, and I did that towards the end because I was like come on do it yeah, <laughs> I yeah. kept refreshing it, like, on your it behalf it built a lot of excitement yeah, and yeah. many people were refreshing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. it, it was good and um, I mean like social media is, is alright for me I just did like a couple of posts a day mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that we keep talking about it you yeah. know every single day something Yeah, and um, that's alright you know because you're just kind of at home and mm. Uh, the baby sleeping. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know? It's like maybe you don't know off the top of your head, but do you know how many people in the end? Five hundred um, people. Five hundred yeah. people. Yeah, wow. and it was yeah. was it twenty thousand pounds? Twenty three thousand. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my 
God. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really fantastic. And, like, um, a lot of yogis, a lot of local peeps, some, mm. like, very anonymous, generous people from goodness knows where wow, yeah amazing <laughs> yeah that's so cool yeah so it must have really struck a chord with people beyond just your immediate community yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah I, I always think that people are actually quite generous when it comes to ideas they connect with and yeah that creates a community for them it's just more like you know very often we feel so detached from stuff that's happening it's not we don't feel like oh it's not for me you know like yeah why should I get involved but yeah, obviously that idea really struck a chord with a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it, it has, yeah. Mm, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and did you have in mind, like, the West End of Edinburgh for any particular reason? Because I'm, like, it's not actually a part of Edinburgh I spend a lot of time with, but just kind of uh, being around here, it kind of feels like there is quite a nice community. Yeah. And was it important to you to be based here? or Basically to make our lives function. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. you live nearby? <laughs> we live nearby, okay. yeah. And okay. with the yoga studio being 10 minutes from here, uh-huh. our home being 10 minutes from here, yeah. to in reality make everything work it has to be logistically close to each other because if we were taking half an hour to an hour to get to the to the eco larder it i I just know it wouldn't have worked Mm. at all so like that and um that was for us and then we're like what's the most convenient place for people Mm. close to us Mm -hmm. and haymarket being such a you know central hub and Mm. really well connected with transport Mm. made so much sense Mm. Yeah, and then maybe we can shift a bit towards the eco larder and um, zero waste in general as a yeah. topic. So yeah. when did you sort of first start being passionate about? It? You mentioned sort of being pregnant and realizing yeah. there's so much stuff involved. Yeah, but you also mentioned your husband is quite passionate about zero. Oh waste. yeah, oh he is. Like he litter picks like everywhere he goes, <laughs> just all the time. Um, yeah. So like he's massively passionate about it in that um, perspective. And then I. I mean, we've always tried to reduce our waste, Mm. but we were just both frustrated Mm. at not really being able to very much. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Mm. that kind of thing. But we make things, like, at home, both of us, you know, we're pretty good and pretty crafty, which is why we've got all the uh, workshops to kind of educate people. Mm. Um, Like last weekend, we did a How to Make Your Own Toothpaste. Yeah, we did that in here, which was really, really nice. And so many people were um, baffled <laughs> by, how, by how easy it is. Because yeah, okay, it's yeah. really easy, all these things. Yeah. And um, so it's really nice to just share that. And that's a huge part of our social impact. Yeah. And all our workshops are um, um, for free, yeah, you know, okay. or donation-based to cover the yeah. materials. But, yeah. yeah. And was that something that you were already running before you set up the eco ladder, Or... With Sunshine Yoga, we run a, a festival every every year, and uh, where we do a bunch of workshops like this. So mm-hmm. I had been doing Get the Glow. That's what I called it. I was trying <laughs> to remember the name. Get the Glow and teaching people how to make like moisturizer and scrubs and body scrubs um, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was I've already been doing that for a couple of years yeah. with Sunshine. Yeah. Because with Sunshine Yoga, it's such a nice space. We we have the yoga on the whole week but on Saturdays and Sundays we'll put on like special workshops and this is a typical type of workshop okay. but then our festival is where we do like everything in one one weekend okay wow um, and that that has always been and is that popular. coming up again soon that festival 
Uh, well, I'm just figuring that out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, may- maybe. I'll, I'll see, but yeah. I, I will do it. Maybe, if not this year, definitely next year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're surrounded by loads of beautiful things, like not yeah. only um, amazing produce. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mango, yeah. macadamia yeah, nuts. Yeah, so we're surrounded by sort of big jars of spices, and then behind us are peppercorns and goji berries and dried mangoes so lots of yummy stuff around yeah, delicious things as well as obviously the amazing fresh fruit and vegetable as well but you also Stephanie stock um, some brands as well like uh, organic bamboo baby wipes and um, deodorant and things like that so I guess it would just be interesting to hear I mean I imagine you're quite selective about who you choose to work yeah. with and and how do you kind of evaluate which brands you want to be part of the eco ladder? So that's a really great question. Um, Toll has to, first and foremost, we look if they are social enterprise themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll definitely work with them if they're a social enterprise. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it's plastic. How much plastic? Is there any plastic involved? Can Are they willing to reduce the plastic? Um, and then, third of all, it's just that they're ethical yeah. you know yeah. and they're and what are they doing to make a difference mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah that's really cool yeah yeah and I noticed I mean not to name dro- drop any brands over others but I saw you have some of the um like uh zero waste deodorant or the yeah, yes the, yeah. yeah you know which one I'm looking at yes but <laughs> but that was also a woman who worked here in Edinburgh, wasn't it? Hi, Bianca, if you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, she... Sorry, I couldn't remember the name. Is it Zero Waste? Zero Waste Path. Zero Waste Path. That's yeah, yeah. Her deodorants and uh, shampoo bars, which are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And she has recently ventured into, like, kind of body butters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So, so do you get a lot of local people also coming here saying, I produce stuff? Yes. Are you interested? Yes. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. that must be quite amazing to kind of hear about what's going on locally yeah a lot of people come in but the zero waste path people they lived in edinburgh Mm. bianca and gudio but they've moved uh to cambridge now so but we got to know them because they were local yeah amazing Yeah. yeah And so that's, I guess, on, like, the supplier side. But I'd be interested as well to hear about, like, your customers because I'm guessing, like, you know, there are already the people who are converted to this way of living and who are really committed to a sustainable lifestyle. But um, I guess it would be interesting to hear how you've been able to maybe branch out beyond those usual suspects. And, yeah. And if, you, if you've kind of been able to convert people who may be not thinking that way Definitely. about their lives and how you've gone about that. Well, that's also really interesting because... Like as we're seeing in the media at the moment with Extinction Rebellion and things like that, like the the majority of climate activists are thirty and under, mm. you know, and they're really passionate and they're coming here. And we don't need to convert them, mm. but they bring in their parents mm-hmm. uh, and you know friends and family and things like that that wouldn't other wouldn't set foot in here unless yeah. they were dragged in here. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and that is what's happening and that is like spreading the impact further and making people realize we have some facts up you know on the next to the till and they're a little bit outdated but in the first 100 days of trading we saved um, a ton of uh, carbon emissions from being created mm-hmm. um, and also 17,000 pieces of plastic packaging from going to landfill wow. um, so having those facts up like 
people understand better if I shop here I am making a difference because everything that we're doing will help we need to massively reduce our carbon footprint Mm. we have to do that for you know and that's I think coming back to our passion for opening up here is um like thinking of future generations Mm -hmm. being pregnant you think of the future Mm, yeah you know it's just a natural way to think yeah yeah amazing and um so what are so you also run a lot of kind of community and volunteering projects yeah another thing maybe that people are really drawn to yeah getting involved themselves oh definitely like we've had over 500 people at the beach cleans now yeah, like the beach cleans people love. Um, so maybe we should just explain. So you, is that yeah. the eco larder? The eco larder. Okay, Every yeah. second Sunday yeah. of the month, we go to Cramond, meet at the flagpole, okay. uh, 2 p.m., clean the beach. Oh, amazing. Yeah, nice. pick up a bunch of nurdles, so plastic yeah. offcuts from a big factory across yeah. the water. Um, so the beach cleans are big and we have big volunteering uh, program here as well and helping people um, that are socially isolated to like be part of a community, be part of something, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Adults with like learning disabilities come and volunteer here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just a huge community project, mm-hmm. but it has to be, mm-hmm. right? Like climate change affects everybody. Mm-hmm has to be community driven yeah. which is why we're a social enterprise yeah, yeah. yeah. did you always envision that I mean from the beginning yeah you from the beginning I was like the only way this thing's going to work has got to be a social enterprise yeah really it's planet and planet and purpose before profit all the yeah. way it has to be there's just that you cannot take capitalist advantage of a cli- climate disaster mm. and I'm a firm believer in that yeah. and I get a bit hacked off using better language um, you can swear yeah uh, when when I see when I see organisations um, putting profit before um, climate change um, before our planet when it's uh, regarding the climate disaster that we're in you know so if you're in this space like I'm really passionate that you need to be a social enterprise because we all need to chip in to make this thing to improve, to yeah. get better. Yeah. You know, if you've seen that um, documentary by David Attenborough on the climate change facts, mm-hmm. temperature. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I think you mentioned it. Last yeah. Time, so I yeah. It like the, the temperature of our planet is increasing mm-hmm. and we can reduce the rate at which it is increasing by shopping this way, by planting trees, by making better choices, local. And I think it's quite important that we all chip in or do something, as you said, because that's the only way, apparently, to make governments act. Yeah. We had those sort of school strikes on the Fridays, and then Greta Thunberg was here, and the Extinction, Extinction Rebellion has obviously been quite active. And then, luckily, was it today or yesterday that the UK government actually declared a climate disaster? And I do think that's yeah. because of pressure from yeah. the people rather yeah. than the government it is. wanting it is. to do that. It is, yeah. yeah. But I guess what feels so empowering, I guess, about what you're doing as well at a community level is that I think sometimes people can feel a bit paralyzed by the 
the huge enormity of the issue and I think it can be a bit dangerous when people then start to kind of feel like oh what is my small contribution going to make and feel maybe alienated from being yeah. part of the solution so I love that you kind of you know there's a quite empowering message it is. what you're doing yeah that, you know we can incorporate you know better practice into our daily lives and that does make a difference it does make a difference and that's why like analyzing the data and the impact that we're making is huge we actually have six volunteers call them the data geeks that, <laughs> that analyze like um all, all of the shop from like they do a comparison of weight of like what it um, the weight of plastic used for a normal bag of pasta versus shopping here so they mm. make all these comparisons oh, wow. okay. um you know and we're trying to produce the data as frequently as we can and mm. get it out there so people do feel empowered like you say that that one shop that they did here is making a difference yeah yeah that's, yeah that's amazing and what has sort of been the biggest challenge in setting up a business or running it i mean you you obviously wear a lot of different hats so is that oh challenging yeah or um i think the most challenging hat is being a builder <laughs> 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 literally like i was saying this place was like a skip mm-hmm. and uh painting hammering freaking sanding 30 crates <laughs> i'll never forget um so <laughs> yeah. uh, being a builder builder's hat yeah. that one is but that's like kind of now past like with that backspace having been opened last weekend okay, yeah, that's yeah. a big building project yeah, so gone. we should add there's a yoga studio now open at the back yeah. of the equilater called the elephant moon space that yes right? yeah. of course elephants and moons two favorite things in life so. <laughs> <laughs> A yoga session going on right now actually so you might hear people yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the way out of that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's really nice but has anything sort of surprised you about maybe also because you have the comparison of already running sort of like a sun, the sunshine, sunshine yoga, yoga versus the eco ladder was there something I think it's only learning like I've learned so yeah. much from sunshine yoga probably mm-hmm. made like all the worst mistakes with sunshine yoga <laughs> and then like I learned from them yeah for here like I guess, you know, um, just get help where you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, accountancy numbers and that was bloody boring. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, like, what's the point in spending time on doing stuff that's so boring? So just yeah. get an accountant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Keep you in check. Delegating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of people, when they first start businesses, they kind of want to do everything themselves. And then... Yeah, yeah. no, get help. Talk to people. Mm. Always talk to, like everybody about your idea because we you know think of how many people you know Mm. talk they'll know somebody think words pass and you know the help is there the support is there the ideas are there yeah yeah, yeah. and you mentioned earlier actually that you were was that a chambers of commerce event earlier today like (laughs) oh today the sas retail academy retail academy (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah, i guess that goes into kind of um a question around like what kind of support there is in uh, edinburgh for for businesses like yourself be they social enterprises or different types of business because it feels like there's probably quite a lot oh yeah yeah good to hear maybe about some of the most useful resources business gateway okay business gateway for sure like because they they always just they know about all the support that's out there so they'll point you in the right direction Mm. and um and like 
there, yeah, just talk. And I found out about Business Gateway by talking to my dog walker because I didn't know about, <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. know about yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean with talking to people. Yeah. She was like, oh, they helped me with social media because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but they help all sorts of businesses with everything. Yeah. So I was like, all right, give them a call. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good because it really shows how useful networking is in real life. I think like sometimes, you know, when you work at organizations, networking is such a far sometimes because it's yeah. just about like, you know, name dropping and wanting the big connections. But actually, even in real life, you know, networking mm. is so yeah. important. And like, yeah. Getting I think also when we call it networking, it sounds quite like intimidating. Like yeah. you know, like yes, in like a room does. with a glass yeah. of wine, yeah, and like yeah. you have to go up and shake someone's hand. Yeah, but the way talk. that you phrased it, actually, yeah. as in just talk to people about your passions and your ideas, yeah. that sounds much less intimidating. Oh yeah. yeah, like I don't, I don't like networking events, like yeah. put on shows and all that stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what is um, maybe because you have these different spaces that you navigate, so kind of like the really you know chamber of commerce kind of thing and like <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> yeah and then you hear and you have the yoga studio and the eco larder is it yeah. do you find there's sort of like different universes that you have to navigate or does it all kind of fit together oh way? it all fits together because yeah. like the yoga is just about well-being mm. um the eco larder is about well-being mm. ultimately as yeah, well yeah. for our planet yeah um the yoga studio is so lovely yeah. like the people are amazing they're like my big extended family oh, they really really are yeah, lovely yeah we'll definitely put a link also to the yoga studio in the show notes so yeah you can find it yeah definitely. sunshine <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like you're very sort of um like it seems like your your focus is very much on the community oh and yeah the people and the connections is there anything else you'd like to do any other kinds of events or community actions that you'd like to organize with the eco ladder or any other big ideas seems like you're full of those I know. <laughs> like things set, settling a little bit at the moment <laughs> uh, sounds really nice i'm quite relieved to hear that yeah. <laughs> that sounds good yeah and just like making everything just work really well um yeah and keep going with that community and mm. keep supporting and nurturing mm. and talking to people um mm. yeah it's all good oh, things will come yeah that's yeah. great and sometimes things develop organically don't they yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so just on that point about maybe like taking a breather and kind of consolidating what you've done so far like how do you like relax how much time how much downtime do you have you've got a one-year-old you've got a dog you've got two businesses Mercy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah how much time do you find to yourself and or do you find that actually you're so energized by what you do you need less of that I'd just be so interested well the thing is like I am very energized by by what we do here and um it is my life as well because I think if I was working in an office nine to five, I'd be volunteering here. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So I'd be spending my free time here anyway, mm. um, and I'd be doing yoga. Mm. I'm doing this, so <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why. But it can get a lot. Like mm. I was saying before, with just so many people to talk to mm. and. Um, just that constant energy mm. uh, that so I do need my own time mm. but my little puppy dog who's 
three and a half. <laughs> um, anyway, and he's also huge because he's a golden retriever um, and the tallest in his litter. But never mind, my tiny little cute dog. Um, we, me and him, we go out for walks together and I get that downtime. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And do you find it, so you also have a young daughter, Jasmina? Jasmina. Oh, yeah. do you, um, is that sort of challenging, sort of being a working mom? I mean, because you're doing so much. And yeah. It's not sort of, you know, I mean, yeah. say what you want about nine to five office work, but at least you kind of have a schedule and yes. you leave the office and you're done. And then, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I guess if you're a business owner, that work sort of extends beyond yeah. business hours. I, th- I think the most challenging was like when she just started crawling because there's so many like jars and stuff on the ground here. Yeah. And she, sp- she spends a lot of time here in okay, the shop yeah. with me because... Um, the f- the first few months, you know, she pre crawling. Mm. Um, I just worked in the shop and had her in my like pouch thing, mm-hmm. um, in the sling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she started to crawl, that was like a game changer, and uh, that was a bit challenging. Yeah. So it just took a wee while to get used to. Yeah. Um, and then, but now I've I've kind of got used to that, yeah. and she's fine, and like, yeah, I love having her with mm. me mm-hmm. and I probably maybe like overdo that because mm. sometimes it's possibly inappropriate to bring like an almost walking <laughs> child to certain situations but I'm like and here's me and my baby <laughs> but I just do it anyway no that's so good you're like forging a path for other women yeah, totally. yeah because a lot of I mean I, I'm not a mother but from what I've heard um, a lot of my friends they're like oh I have to do something so I have to find a babysitter and like someone no I just take her care. with me yeah yeah right now she's not here because this is her bedtime and my mum's tucking her in um, because she yeah she goes what time is it now yeah she should be asleep right now (laughs) (laughs) so that that's why but if you guys had come earlier yeah like yeah she'd probably be yeah yeah and you mentioned your mum just there, so I get the impression it's very much like a family enterprise and oh, that yeah. everyone chips in. Oh, yeah. And I guess, like, I'm just trying to think about, like, if I was to work with my husband, we would actually kill each other. <laughs> I love him to bits, but we couldn't work together. Aww. And so I just wonder how... It sounds like it's all very happy and amazing, but is it, or are there challenges? Oh, there are challenges. <laughs> yeah, there are challenges. And, like, I will fully... Matt will enjoy this. I am a nightmare. <laughs> 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 so, like he, uh, and, but nobody else could work with me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so maybe that—that's the other way of phrasing it. <laughs> like, I love that yeah. no one else could work with me, but my husband yeah. has to. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if I had a business partner, like we are chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know, just to get things done. And, it's like on Saturday morning we have to go to the market at eight o'clock to get the vegetables for here and then like the baby's waking up and then I have to go and teach like a yoga class so like our house is chaos and mm. dog gets all annoyed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like it, it really has to be a family thing. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to make it work because we wouldn't be able to get to that yoga class, get to the market and sort the baby if it was like a business partner. Mm, yeah, because then I would be like, I'm sorry, I'm literally over an hour late because I've got to get all these things sorted but somehow with us being together like that works (laughs) 
And yeah. you also mentioned your mom's quite involved as well, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And oh. uh, she's like helped out so much here, and she helps out like a lot with the baby. Mm. And um, yeah, she's she is our rock, one hundred percent. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned she also used to own a business, so is she able to kind of give you some advice? In that oh, respect, or I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it was it was more like twenty, more than twenty years ago. Ah, right. Okay. And um, and it was just like a little small beauty place. And maybe maybe I'm like I'm one. I probably wouldn't take advice too well. <laughs> You like doing your own thing. Although yeah. I think I don't know about you, Mona. For my I mom, also, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When my mom says anything, I'm like, "Well, you um, said that, so no, I'm not gonna." Do yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I, I turn into that teenager no, again. Me too, but then the horrible yeah. thing is, sort of like two years later, I'll go back and I'm like, "Yeah, my mom was right." Yeah, grumbling, yeah. grumbling on you. All, all the time, you yeah, know, all the time, literally. Yeah. And yeah. so she doesn't really give me advice, but mm-hmm. then sometimes she says maybe that isn't so okay mm-hmm. and then um and then I ignore it a couple of weeks later <laughs> yeah mom yeah <laughs> you were right yeah so oh true. that happens non-stop yeah <laughs> and but so I'm quite interested so do you guys have quite sort of um fixed areas though that you know that like where your husband Matt he knows okay this is like my thing yeah. that's what I'm working on and you know kinda yeah okay. kinda yeah like he doesn't uh touch the social media stuff mm. at all uh i don't touch like the the buttons <laughs> <laughs> the, like the tail thing and yeah oh, okay yeah like the getting all the products in the weighing like mm. understanding basic things sometimes i am in awe of the volunteers literally they they understand the till system within like a couple of minutes it took me a couple of months like (laughs) and the customer is so patient with me Uh, yeah to be honest definitely it's quite a relief to hear that you're saying that you're not good at something it feels to me like you sound like you're good at everything no 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 like really not not good at that kind of thing at all really yeah but it's quite interesting because you said then you, you you're able to delegate those mm. things so you, you don't have that because I know some people have that control freak nature where they're like no I have to be in charge oh, no, of everything oh no 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 I'm like I'm really okay with delegating okay, like we've got mm. one of the the craft club that we run every month for example uh, one of our yoga students she just runs that from Sunshine Yoga um, to make things like beeswax traps and like compostable sponges and everything and she just gets on with it and maybe that's why because I've got such a supportive network Mm. most people I don't really need to delegate to like they say I can do that do you want me to take that on and I go yeah please Mm. yeah that's great yeah that's nice though like you know I mean I'm sure we've all worked with people who are total control freaks and want to sort of be in charge of everything and that can sometimes be challenging for them as well because then it's very hard to get things over the line because they're so focused on trying to do everything yeah 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 um great so maybe just to come back to the zero waste more generally, if do you have any advice for our listeners perhaps who want to cut um, waste or maybe go even plastic free? 
but might be you know a little bit intimidated about or don't know where to start do you have sort of any tips where to what's just one one thing at a time mm. really one thing and be kind to yourself you know because it makes a huge difference so if you have a little baby start with one reusable nappy mm. if you're a woman start with uh, one reusable sanitary pad mm. you know one thing mm-hmm. at a time mm. trying to think what to do if you're a man maybe get some refillable milk <laughs> so, um, but one thing at a time mm. don't be so freaking hard on yourself it's mm. not going to get you anywhere mm. like you know stay calm in your mind because if you um, try and do the whole thing zero waste in one go it's way too overwhelming mm. yeah. you know mm. use and there, it never yeah. stops it just seems like there's um, another yeah, thing and another thing but thing, just yeah. one product today mm-hmm. another one tomorrow then try and make something mm-hmm. you yeah. know just be kind to yourself as well as you go on this because it is overwhelming yeah, I'm glad yeah. that you say that because I I got really upset with myself a while ago because I have um, the reusable just cotton bags that you can take to you know bag produce when you go to the supermarket, and I have them in my backpack so I know, hey, even if I go spontaneously, I know that I can use them. But because I'm so used to just habit, you know, just taking the plastic bag, putting my produce in there, wrapping it in it. And then I would leave the supermarket and just berate myself, like, why have you done that? You have those bags. And um, it was just, it's so hard to, or no, yeah, it's kind of like incredible how ingrained we are in certain behavioral, just autopilot, you know, like, oh, I go to the supermarket and I grab this and this and that, and you don't even think about it. And yeah, so I I really like what you just said about being kind to yourself and sort of recognizing that. Well, we've we've been conditioned with all of these things. Like the example that you just gave, that's Mm. just our conditioning. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, these little roller things have been up by the veggie counters for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just get used to it. Yeah. But I like what you say about making things as well, because I guess once you've had that connection and satisfaction of making something yourself and being like you know, oh, I've made my own toothpaste or I've made my own whatever it might be. Like, there must be such joy in that. And I think that actually if we get more in touch with things and the yeah. more ingredients of things, mm-hmm. we're more incentivized to kind of yeah. Yeah, continue with that kind of practice. And you understand as well what you're using, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, things aren't as complicated as these very um, intelligent marketing people have managed to <laughs> yeah. to tell us. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. very simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and um, sort of, so our podcast is, well, for everyone, but um, mainly for people who are sort of, you know, interested in transforming their own or making space in their lives for something that they love, or setting up businesses, or making space for that. So, is there sort of are there any words of wisdom that you can share with people? Like, what's the <laughs> most useful thing that you've learned sort of along the way of setting up all your enterprises? <laughs> um, yeah, get help. Like um, where you feel that you can't manage it, like that. Getting an accountant for us, mm. you know, was really important and. The talking to everybody that you know mm. about your ideas 
Um, and do you find, sorry, just yeah. to, because like some of us are introverts, right? So oh, we yeah. Find it, we were quite intimidated by sharing our ideas with people. Yes. And maybe opening yeah. up and afraid of judgment and stuff like that. Yeah. Is As, there, do you have that issue? Probably you seem more like a extroverted person, but I'm not uh, sure. Maybe you are. Sometimes people seem yeah. one way, but aren't like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I go through phases like mm-hmm. a lot of people. Like sometimes I feel a little more extrovert and then other times I'm like, I'm definitely an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so maybe that changes um, and I definitely know the feeling of maybe not wanting to share your ideas Um, so in terms of like advice for that you just just write journal research Mm -hmm. Um, I like drawing Mm -hmm. like my ideas Mm -hmm. out Um, yeah and that helps just to like make sense of it all because sometimes you can have like a bunch of ideas but it doesn't make it into like once like what am I going to do with all these mm. random thoughts and ideas so having it on paper can be so useful yeah that's a great tip yeah, yeah. colors mm-hmm. energy nice how you feel meditate on it chakras <laughs> honestly <laughs> I'm feeling all of those yeah. <laughs> yeah those are all important yeah yeah. Cool. And then I guess just um, to finish off, really, um, are there any other? I mean, you've talked a lot about kind of different brands that you've kind of um, brought into the shop that are maybe Edinburgh or Scotland based. But are there any other ethical or sustainable businesses that you would like to highlight to our listeners locally, uh, or, or more widely, or, or, or yeah. globally, or oh, well, and, uh, for, <laughs> in the whole world? <laughs> in the whole world. Well, when you just mentioned that, like the first thing that came to my was the who gives a crap toilet paper oh, awesome. <laughs> oh I've heard about that yeah I... because they donate 50% of their profits to people that like um, to build toilets for people that do not have toilets oh, nice. um, yeah. in the developing world so it's a really really great concept another one is maybe the eco-bricking organization that like educate the world on how to reuse single-use plastics mm-hmm. so we're the only collection point for eco-bricks in Scotland um, can you, sorry, can you just um, explain that? What like what are eco bricks? So it's it's a it's a bottle like mm-hmm. a Coca Cola bottle, for example. Mm-hmm. For us, it has to be a liter and above, mm-hmm. and you just uh, clean single use plastics like perhaps uh, the film lid of a yogurt pot or something mm-hmm. like that. You just clean it and then you put it into the bottle um, or chocolate wrappers. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> anyway, probably still have some of those. <laughs> and uh, they, they one bottle, a liter bottle, would hold between two hundred and three hundred pieces of single-use plastic. Wow. So it's huge, and you stuff them down. And our plan with those is to like build things. So that we're gonna build uh, some benches, some like play park constructions, and things like that so we've got like a whole team of volunteers on top of that oh amazing um which is fantastic and we do uh, regular workshops as well to for people to get more information on how to build eco bricks and what it's all about very cool um the next one we have is on the 25th of may ah, my uh, birthday yeah good day uh, <laughs> and uh the the eco brick organization themselves you know for having come up with this concept of yeah. um again just helping to solve our plastic crisis yeah because even though the eco bricks uh 
even if you make an eco brick at home and don't deliver it here, mm-hmm. you're still reducing the space required in landfill because mm-hmm. you're stuffing it yeah. into a small compact space. Okay. And like that really is a good way of like minimizing and making the waste smaller yeah. as well. Like mm-hmm. so just the whole educational concept around eco bricking mm-hmm. is blows my mind mm. um, amazing but even yeah. just looking at it I think it, if I was to make an eco brick I think it would strike me just how much single use plastics yeah. I was making I yeah. was producing or generating to begin with which yeah. would be quite a good educational tool yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah for sure it's really cool yeah. so we're going to link to that as well yeah in our show notes in case anyone yeah. wants to check it out or maybe so people can bring their eco bricks here yeah a liter and above okay. it has to be registered with the eco brick organization because okay. they keep the data you know it's okay. really important like how many of these eco bricks are in the world what do they weigh how much plastic are we like saving mm-hmm. um so so register it with them mm-hmm. and then come bring it here Amazing, and we'll take some photos as well to put on our social media so that you guys can get a sense of what we're talking about. Great. So thanks very much, Stephanie. Thank Uh, you. Thank you for your time. I feel like you you were so busy that I feel like hopefully we didn't take up too much of your time. No, it's absolutely fine. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm going to go home and like hopefully come home to a sleeping baby. (laughs) (laughs) And try and catch up with yourself on TV as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I wonder if I can see it online or something. Yeah, you should be able to play it on yeah. the STV yeah. player, yeah. The, yeah. the news at six. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll do All that. Right. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> So if you are keen to check out the Eco Lada yourself um, and you're based in Edinburgh or in Scotland, they are at 200 Morrison Street, uh, which is near Haymarket and definitely highly, highly recommended. Mm. We've got some beautiful um, ethical and sustainable products as well as the kind of grocery side of things. And even if you're interested in um, volunteering opportunities, I think they always take on new volunteers and you can even send them an email um, which I think is volunteer at theecolarder.com if you wanted to get involved with the beach cleans or the eco bricks or perhaps any of the workshops or maybe being um, in the shop. Absolutely. Uh, they're also really active on Facebook, so do search for the Ecolada where you can keep up to date with their latest events, um, things like beach cleans and workshops and special activities and things like that. So highly recommend you do that. Um, and then finally, just the usual plea, please to like and subscribe our podcast on your chosen podcast provider, which helps more people find out about us and spread the love a bit. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at work in progress podcast yes and on instagram at um wip underscore pod and i realized for the past couple weeks i've been saying our twitter handle wrong oh my god eva i know that's millions of people being misdirected the millions of people who are trying to find us on twitter so it's not actually with underscore pod on twitter that's our instagram handle on twitter it's pod underscore whip I like that. Yeah. I like that. Lateral so, thinking. Yeah. P-O-D underscore W-I-P. So if you're more of a Twitter person and you couldn't find us, hopefully you could find us now. Breathe a massive sigh of relief. <laughs> 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 and finally, just to thank Stefan Kartenberg for our intro music. Stop, Stop the, the drop. drop. <laughs>